Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Hey guys, praise the Lord, man. I am so excited that you're joining us for our online summit the next two nights. Don't forget tonight and tomorrow night, we are going to be talking about the realities of your confession creating the world you're going to live in. It's going to be two nights of understanding the principles of confession, why we need to confess the word of God. You know, this summit, we did our prayer summit, we did a faith one, we just had a financial summit, was phenomenal. But God's been really laying on my heart. I've been teaching in the church for the month about the value of a seed, the pricelessness of a seed. It's very, very valuable. And the, the agreement you have to have with the seed of the word of God to create a reality in your life. Jesus said, heaven and earth, it'll pass away, but my word will last forever. And what was he saying? The word of God is eternal. It lasts forever. And when we become word-based people and we become word-based individuals where we put the word of God first place in our life, we transform our future. It's the way to lasting change. It's the way to supernatural change. And today I want to be talking to you that having the word and agree, this is how it works. You, 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 and I'm going to preach this, so we're, we'll take the offering in a, in a minute. But you, you hear the word of God. You believe the word of God. That's pr- part one. Part one is hear it. Because just because you hear it doesn't mean you believe it. Part two is believe it. Now we're getting really good at hearing and believing. But we hear, faith comes by hearing, and then we believe what we hear to be truth. We don't become a rejecter. Then we have to be a releaser of beliefs. Confession is the number one key for you to release your beliefs. And that's what we're going to be talking about. So I'm going to show you in Romans 10 in a minute. Once your beliefs have been formed, they have to be released. It's very, very important. So the next two nights, we're going to be talking about the importance. This is the action side of faith. There's two sides of faith. There's the believe side, and there's the release side. The believe side's in the heart. The release side is with the mouth. Believing something isn't enough. It's one part. The speaking is the acting side. We're going to talk about it. Amen? It's going to be a really, really good night. Amen. So praise the Lord. How many excited about giving? How many know you got to have faith for your finances? You got to have confession for your finances, just like everything else. Look at Genesis 2.15. I got it in the message. I like what it says because it puts responsibility of growing the Garden of Eden on us. God took the man and set him down in the Garden of Eden. That's the blessing. And two, what? Work the ground and keep it in order. You have to realize something, Okay. To dress it and keep it, it says in the King James, but to work the ground and keep it in order. You have to understand, your prosperity is connected to your mouth. Let me tell you something. Eden was a huge garden. It's as big as the world, okay? How in the heaven was one man going to garden this kingdom? you'd You'd be working 24 hours a day, seven days a week on a John Deere lawnmower trying to mow Eden. This thing's just growing, you get it? It's a, it's a literal garden of the blessing. How was Adam gonna, how was Adam gonna 
um, care for. He was going to do it with words. So you got to understand something. Prosperity is connected to your seed and then your mouth in the earth. We got to do more talking about prosperity. Amen. This is, we're taking the offering. So I'm showing you how this confession works in your prosperity. I tithe. You all know what Malachi 3.8 says. I tithe. I give offerings. That's my responsibility. My tithe. I just had a member of the church come to me the other day and said, man, Pastor Chris, I love the way you're teaching me about prospering. Your tithe belongs to God. The 10% you give to God is your tithe. That belongs to God. Okay? Tithing protects your harvest. Okay? Now, remember this. Offerings increase your seed. So if you want to prosper, you have to start understanding it's not just tithing, it's giving offerings. That's what he said. Where did you rob me? You robbed me in tithing and you robbed me in offerings. So what's that mean? Don't hold back the tithe and don't hold back your offerings. Be seriously, specially led to sow seeds of offering. But how in the world, after I tithe and after I sow offerings, what do I do? You got to get your mouth on your seed. You got to get your mouth on your money. You got to get your mouth on the prosperity. You got to get your mouth on the increase. You got to get your mouth moving forward. And I'm telling you this because it's important. How was he going to work the ground? He wasn't going to labor. Amen. And you got to realize something. Think about this. and I'm going to show you something. There's nothing wrong with hard work, but there's a problem with toil. Do you realize that when Adam was in the garden before sin, he never said anything about the sweat of his brow and work. He said he was going to speak to everything. I'm telling you, man, this is the truth. He didn't say nothing about, he didn't say, after sin, he got kicked out of the garden and he said, now thorns and thistles and sweaty your brow, work, labor, and toil has now become part of the curse, has now affected your life. Now, I'm not saying that, you got to understand me. You got to go to work. You got to do your thing. But my, my work is not my source. My work is a seed bank for me to get seed to sow. You see this? So he was supposed to eat in garden living with his mouth. So how much talking are you doing about your prosperity? Amen. Don't speak lack. Don't speak unbelief. Don't speak this. Speak positively and speak increase. Okay. So praise the Lord. We got four powerful ways for you to give. They're all on the screen right there. But here's what I want to show you. What have we been doing with our mouth? We're claiming what we need. Well, I haven't been doing that, Pastor. I'm believing God for $40,000. I'm believing God for $50,000. I have equivalent seed in the ground. I'm believing God for $500, $1,000. I don't know. I'm believing God in the denominational realm, right? So you know that. I'm believing God for $40,000. I'm believing God. Okay, whatever it is. Whatever you believe in God for. Okay. Then what's the next thing? I bind out of my mouth. I bind the enemy in Jesus' name. Come on, do it. I bind the devil right now in Jesus' name. And now with my mouth, what am I doing? I loose the angels of heaven. Go get my stuff. Go get my money. Go bring me the increase. Go find me favor. Bring me supernatural provision for my life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. You see it? I got to get my mouth. Really, I believe God wants to prosper me. Yeah, well, you got to get it coming out of your mouth. I believe God's given me authority over the devil, but you got to get it coming out of your mouth. 
I believe that God has given me the opportunity to lose angels to go get my harvest. Well, you got to get it coming out of your mouth. Belief is not enough. Belief needs action. Come on, that's come on. Let's go. You guys, praise the Lord in Jesus' mighty name. You're blessed. Amen. Look at Romans chapter ten, and we're going to look at verse uh, um, six. And King James is fine. Um, we're going to look at Romans ten six. King James is wonderful. And then we're going to start looking at this because there's a released side of faith. And if the released side of faith does not get, I don't even want to say recognize because that's not the right word. If, it's, if you do not choose to develop the release side of faith through words, your beliefs are not going to be enough. Okay? Now you got to understand this. Your beliefs are not enough because faith without works is dead. And I'm going to show you the work side of faith is words. Okay? So look at Romans 10, 6. And when you get there, you're going to see this with me. And um, I think the key is you, you have to kind of like, um, you have to kind of reprogram your head. Is that okay to say? And then we're going to look right here. Okay. So, you know, we're going to go here and then we're going to go to James 2 right after that. We're going to still go to James 2 right after this. Okay. So let's look at Romans 10, 6, and then we're going to go to James 2. Okay. But the righteousness... Now, now we're going to read this real slow. I'm in no hurry. This is why I do these summits, because I'm not in a rush. I don't have Sunday morning mentality. You know, sometimes this is, this is like sometimes a stretch for Sunday morning because it's, it's, it's teaching at a level where you have to have people that want to go there and you want to go there. Okay. But the righteousness, which is of faith, speaks like this. Does that make sense? I don't want you getting all like, scatterbrained in this stuff because the King James seems to make it hard. And we're, you know what? Um, we're going to read this in the Passion right after this, okay? So this way I think it, it'll, it'll read a little clearer. So let's read 10, 6 in King James, and then we'll read it in the Passion, okay? But the righteousness of faith, this is how it communicates. Did you get that? Now we're saying there is a righteousness of faith. There's a right standing of God that you get from being in faith, and this is how it speaks, okay? It says, say not in thine heart, who's going to go to heaven? That is to bring Christ down. Or who shall descend into the depth? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does the righteousness, now what was he talking about? Don't get, don't get confused there. What, what was the topic? What does the righteousness of faith, how does it correspond but what saith it? What, what saith what? The righteousness that comes by faith. How does it speak? How does it sound? How does it talk? The word is nigh thee. Come on. Even in your mouth and in your heart. Now, the word of God is two places. I've been teaching this forever. The word of faith, which we preach. Now, where's the word? It's in your heart and it's in your mouth. Okay? The word of God's two places. In your heart in your mouth. Okay, I'm cool with that. I get it. The words two places. That if thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart God is raised from the dead, you will be saved. So he explains very carefully, very clearly. If you believe in your heart and you say with your mouth, you will release faith for salvation. Now I got news for you. 
if you believe in your heart for prosperity and say with your mouth, you'll start seeing it. If you believe in your heart for peace and believe in your heart and say with your mouth, if you believe God for healing in your heart and say with your mouth, you have to have released beliefs. Now watch verse 10. Verse 10 makes it very, very simple to understand. For with the heart, man does what? He believeth unto righteousness. Now just stay there and meditate. For with the heart, the spirit, you believe on the right standing with God. And with the mouth, confession is made to be a creative force of everything connected to salvation, the blessing, the provision. For the scripture says, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Okay? Now let's look at six. Let's go to the passion. It reads a little, it gets a little bit, and I, I could steer you in the right direction here. Okay? Uh, it, it just reads a little simpler, um, maybe a little clearer in some things. Just a little bit of highlight I want you to see. So Roman 10, 6, in the Passion Translation. But we receive the faith righteousness that speaks an entirely different message. Okay, I'm okay with that. Don't for a moment think you need to climb into the heavens to find the Messiah and bring him down. Or to descend into the other world and bring him up from the dead. But, now go slow here, but the faith righteousness we receive speaks to us in these words of Moses. Well, what did he say? God's living message is very close to you, as close as your own heart beating in your chest and as near to you as your tongue in your mouth. So faith is in the heart, okay? Faith is in the mouth. It is a living message. It is the revelation of faith for salvation. Now, this could be faith for anything you hear now. But he's talking about salvation, you understand? So if you get faith for healing and you keep hearing it and you believe a belief for healing, when you confess, you release the belief inside and produce the harvest. For if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will experience salvation. Okay, now that's for salvation. Now that could be prosperity, healing, peace, anything you find in the word of God. Now watch this. The heart... That believes in him receives the gift of righteousness of God, and then the mouth gives thanks unto salvation. Okay? So what is he saying? He just reads a little simpler to say, listen, heart in the faith, faith in the heart, faith in the mouth. Okay, now go to James chapter 2, and when you go to James chapter 2, you're going to see this. And he talks about faith and works. Okay, so we can read James 2.14, and this will make a lot of sense. It'll pull it all together. And he talked about, um, he talks about faith in work. King James is fine. He says, what does it profit, my brethren? Now, we're talking about confession for the next two nights, okay? Confession. But before we get to confession, we have to first get to faith beliefs. Now, this is where a lot of people get hindered. They don't really have a form belief and therefore, you can't say anything that's going to create change until the belief is formed, okay? So that's the problem with, with this thing. If you're not careful, you got to load it before you let it release. If it's not loaded and you release it, it isn't going to have the power, the power to produce. What does it profit, my brethren, if somebody says they have faith 
and not works can faith save him. Now listen to work side. The work side is words. Okay, now people think we got to do something. Well, sometimes you got to do something, but before you got to do, before you're going to do something, you're going to have to say something. And then the saying will lead to the doing. If a, now he explains, hey, if somebody be naked and destitute of daily food and one of you say to them, hey, depart in peace, be warm, be filled, but you don't give them those things that are needful to the body, what good is it? You know what I'm saying? He's like, if somebody came and they showed up and they said, man, I'm starving. Well, I'm going to pray for you. Well, that's great, but why don't you go get me some food? You know what I'm saying? Why? Because you realize what I realize, that you could have, you could have a great concept, but your concept needs to create a reality in other people's lives. So watch this. Faith, if it hath not action or works, is dead being alone. Right? So a belief without the release doesn't work. That's what he's saying. So you got to have faith without action. And now you got to realize the action first being words. So let's just say this. So faith, if it have not words, is dead. It's alone. It's got to be released in words. And you say, well, I'm going to get up and do. No, no. Think about this. You're speaking before you're doing. Now, some things you activate through your action. But just wait. yes, a man may say, thou hast faith. And I have works. You show me faith without works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. You see that? Now watch this. Now watch this. Now watch this. You believe there's one God. That's great. The devil also believes, but he adds action to it with trembling. But wilt thou know, O vain man, faith without works is dead. Okay? Now watch this. Okay? Was not Abraham our father justified by works. Now, you got to think about that. So faith, beliefs in the heart become justified with the works of the mouth and the actions of life. So faith, the belief in the heart, he says, wasn't Abraham justified? Justification, just as if I never sinned, perfect harmony with God, total unity with God, total righteousness with God, Total spiritual connection was made perfect when he offered up Isaac on the altar. That was something he physically could do. But I got news for you even there. He told the kid going up the mountain, the Lord's going to provide. So faith starts with the mouth. And the scripture was fulfilled. What scripture was that? Abraham believed God, right? Believed first, and it was imputed to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. So he believed God for Isaac, faith was formed, but then once the belief is formed, it has to be released. Number one way, words. Number two way, actions, right? And the scripture was fulfilled, which said what? Abraham believed God, it was imputed to him for righteousness, and therefore what? He was called the friend of God. So you see how that by works a man is justified, not by faith only. So by actions and beliefs, you'll be justified. He talks about Rahab the harlot. When she received the messengers and sent them to the land, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Do you get that? So now you have to have beliefs formed in the heart. Now I'm going to go slow, okay? Where are these beliefs formed from? What do you need? Whatever you need, you need to go find scriptural proof 
and form that belief from that word of God in your heart, okay? So if you need healing, you go find some healing scriptures. If you need provision, you find some provision scriptures. If you need some life help, peace, kids, find scriptures that give you peace, give you victory, give you the answer. Form that belief internally. Now, I want you to see this. How do I do that? By hearing. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So I go find what I need and I allow faith to let me hear. Once I hear, faith comes. When faith comes, I cannot reject it because I have to be a believer first. Once I believe what I hear, now I have that seed form um, scripture or that proof or the guidance and I, and I leave it in my heart and I get ready to release it with my mouth. The moment I release it with my mouth, it has been empowered through action to now produce. It's the law of faith, okay? Now, Jesus teaches us what this is in Matthew eleven twenty, He explains the law of faith. He explains the seasonal operation. He explains a lot of stuff. And if you go to, go to, go to Matthew, I'm sorry, go to Luke, go to Luke, Ma, Ma, what am I, Luke? Go to Mark eleven twenty. Man, why don't I get the whole, all Matthew, Mark, Luke, and go to John while you're there, right? Come on, man, I'm laughing at myself. Go, go make, praise God, everybody's like, well, where do you want me to go? Well, I want you to go to Mark eleven twenty. amen? Praise the Lord. And when you go to Mark eleven twenty, you're gonna, you're gonna see this in a whole other level. Look what it says. And in the morning, they passed by the fig tree, y'all know this story, and saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Peter, calling to remembrance, saying unto him, Master, behold the fig tree which thou cursed, it withered away. And Jesus said unto him, Have faith in God, or have the God kind of faith. Is that okay? So he said what? Jesus said, Have faith in God, or basically, have the God kind of faith. Okay, I'm okay with that. For verily, now watch 23. Now y'all know this, I've read this a hundred times. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto the obstacle of the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart. Remember, where's faith developed? In the heart. Don't allow doubt to get in your heart. And doubt in the heart is just differing. Don't differ from the word of God. Agree with the word of God. Stay connected with the word of God. But shall believe, and this is big, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. And shall what? And shall believe that those things which he says. So what did he say? You got to believe you're going to have what you say. Well, how do I know I'm going to believe what I say? I got to have faith produced for it. Okay. He shall have whatsoever he said. Therefore, I say to you, what things soever you desire, when you pray. Now, praise words, right? Speak. Now, let me ask you a question. When Jesus said this, he said he spoke to the tree. Okay? Now, all of a sudden, he starts talking about prayer. He starts talking about, therefore, I say, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them. When you want, when you pray. Now, over here, wait a minute, wait a minute. He said, have faith in God, whosoever shall say into the mountain. 
Be thou removed, be thou cast to sea, shall not down his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Wait a minute now, wait a minute. That's speaking of fig trees. He's speaking to fig trees because it's an obstacle. Jesus calls that a form of prayer. Therefore I say in you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. Wait a minute now, when you pray. Now wait a minute. Are we praying or are we speaking? He, he stands in front of a fig tree. He goes, if this, if this thing in front of me was the thing, right? I curse you, fig tree. Go wither away and die. Now he switches gears and goes, well, when you pray, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So is this, is this speaking this stuff a form of praying? You better believe it. Is this confession a form of praying? You better believe it. Believe you receive them when you pray. What things soever you desire, 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 not wants, not need, what do you desire? I desire problems to leave. Well, then use that form of praying where you believe in your heart and you speak with your mouth. When you pray, believe you receive them. When? When you see it? No, when you pray. When you pray, believe you receive. And you shall have. He didn't say you're going to automatically have. He said you shall have. So watch how it works, right? You come in the thing, you form a belief in your heart based upon a desire, okay? Man, I want this oppression to quit. I want this mental anguish. I want this mind. I don't know what it is, whatever it is. Needs, wants, desires, this, that. I don't know, and tell you the truth, I really don't care. This is the principle to get all of it. You form a belief in your heart about what you've been thinking about desiring or something close. What is the confidence? What's 1 John? Just write this down. We're not going there. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. This is the confidence we have in him. We ask anything according to his will, which is his word. We know that he hears me. And if he hears me, he will grant me the petition or the thing which I ask. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. Okay. So now I got to get a scripture or get some word about the thing I desire. Once I get the scripture or the word for the thing I desire, I have to hear. Read it, speak it, hear it. Faith comes the minute I hear it. When I hear it, I can't go, wow, that's such a, no. I got to accept what I hear to be the truth from the word of God and go, okay, I got it in me. After that thing's in me, that word's in me, I got to speak it out of me through confession. Once it leaves my lips, beliefs formed in the heart, confession made with the mouth. Once it leaves my lips, when you pray, once it leaves your lips, believe you receive right then and there. That's why you got to stop praying all those goofy prayers over and over because you never had faith when you prayed then. If you prayed for the same thing 10 times, you prayed 10 times in unbelief. I'm telling you, man. So I say, well, you prayed nine times. No, you probably don't even believe the 10th one. You got to pray and believe you receive and ye shall have. See it? So belief formed about from the word of God, what I'm believing for or desiring. Once belief is formed, how do I form it? By hearing the word of God. I hear the word of God and I accept the word of God. Once I accept the word of God to be truth, I speak it out of my mouth. 
Once I speak it out of my mouth, I believed I received right when I spoke it. Right then and there. And then I what? Then I come over here. I believed I received right then and there. And I shall have. I don't know how long it takes to incubate, mature. I don't know. And like I said, don't worry about it. If you have faith, you say so. And if you say so, your faith will increase at the level of understanding based upon the word of God. Increasing faith is perpetual faith that is released by speaking. And I'm going to tell you right here now, this is our text because this is going to be big. We're going to be looking at this for a while. Go to Luke 17. And y'all know this scripture. I've been, I, I stood here for a while. Um, you know, Luke 17. Um, and um, you, you understand this. And then we're going to talk... Um, we're going to talk about this. We're going to read 17 a little bit through like 20 or somewhere around there. And we're going to, we're going to get this. Okay. Luke 17, verse 5. And the apostles said um, to the Lord Jesus, increase our faith. So they come to Jesus and say, hey, give us a faith increase. And then how many of you might say the same thing? Like, increase my faith, glory to God. If I could just get the faith for this, you know, and we think faith is like a meter, but faith is not a meter. Faith is not a measure. Faith is an obtainer. Faith's like a key. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying with that? Faith's like a key. If you got the key, it'll open a big door. A key can open a small door, a big door, a huge door, a vault. But if you got the key, you can get in. Faith is a key. It's not a container. Okay? Faith is not a container. It's an obtainer. It reaches in and pulls. Okay? So you got to get that. So stop thinking you got big faith, little faith, goofy faith, top-sided faith, whatever. He said, increase our faith. And look at what he says. Now look at what, now look at the teaching here. They're asking the question. That red letter is Jesus right there. Verse 6 is his response. The apostles said that Jesus increased our faith. Look what Jesus said. If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, what does everybody say? A grain of mustard seed is the tiniest little seed, right? He said, if you have faith you, as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root, be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. You got that? Doesn't that sound a little bit like Mark eleven twenty three? It'll obey who? Not God. I'm going I'm to get real ugly right here. He didn't say it was going to obey God. It didn't say it was going to obey Jesus. It didn't say it was going to obey angels. It didn't say it was going to obey the word of God. It didn't say it was going to obey nothing. You know what it said? It's going to obey you. That's the truth. I know people, religion wants you not to think that, but that's the God's own truth. But look, it says, now go slow and get this. He said, he said, increase our faith. We want more. Jesus said, if you had any faith, you would say, "Woo, there you go. Come on now. Come on. Come on. The, the, I'm going to say something. I never said this in 30 years. The, 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 the measure of your faith is not a container. It's valued in the measure of your saying. That's good right there, man. I never said that 30 years. You want to know what kind of faith you got? How much talking you doing? If you, he said, if you even had anything, they say, these jokers are going, Jesus, you know, can you imagine? Jesus, can you increase our faith? He looked at them and said, if you even had faith, if ye had faith, you, 
Forget about the grain of mustard seed, what you learned in kids' church 30 years ago. I don't, I don't really care about the size of the faith. He said, if you even had faith, you'd be talking. You'd be confessing. You'd be speaking. Man, dominion is found in the mouth of man and woman, of course. You know what I'm saying? It's, in the found, it's found in your voice. Speaking with the voice of Jesus in the earth. Connected to the word of God. They don't, God the devil don't know if it's you or God for crying out loud. Just say what God says. Hallelujah. Right? He said, if you had faith, you would say, man, I gotta, you got to up the talking. Brother Hagin said that in Bible school. He said, Mark 11, 23 and 24, it's three times the saying, one time believing. One time believing, three times the saying. I'm telling you, church, listen, this is a powerful revelation. We are stuck with believing. We ain't talking enough. We ain't talking enough. Man, you be talking all day long. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. I'm, I mean, the other day, I was praying in tongues. And the other day, I went and took a walk, and I just prayed in tongues. I just started confessing. I was a code over. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. The church is blessed. The people in the church are blessed. The land is blessed. The field is blessed. We blessed, 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 blessed. Hallelujah. I was like getting in the Holy Ghost saying we blessed and you supernaturally got favor and you got you got everything you need and all my needs are met and I got plenty more. Come on, man. He said, if ye had faith as a seed, you would say, now watch seven. Now watch 17, seven. We're going to talk about this is our text. We're going to pick up tomorrow night. Right now. Watch. He says, how in the heaven does he go to this to this other thing? And then he's talking about unprofitable servants. It would obey you. Now, he ain't done. Just because it says the break is in the, 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 the content of, you know, the unworthy servant. Now, watch what he said. What, be plucked up at the root, be planted in the seed. It should obey you. Who sh- what, what do you mean, it? If you add faith, come on now, as a grain of mustard seed, you might say under the sycamore tree, be thou plucked up by the root, be planted in the seed, and it would obey you. What's going to obey you? The tree. Okay? But now I got news for you. The tree changes. Okay? It might be a tree. It might be an obstacle. How about we say this? If you had faith as a seed, you would say words. 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 Now watch this. If you had faith... As a mustard seed, okay, lose the mustard seed. We're talking about faith, right? You might say, if you got faith, come on, look at the seed. This is the the source, faith. You might say, under a tree, still faith, seed, tree, obstacles, be thou plucked up by the root, planted in the seed, and it should obey you. Now, wait a minute, stop. Is the tree going to obey me only? No, faith's going to obey me. Faith obeys you. Beliefs must obey you. If you believe, you receive when you pray, it shall. Faith. Now watch this. Which of you, this this makes no sense, but if you keep it in context, we're talking about faith. Which of you, having a servant plowing or feeding cattle, will say to him by and by when he's coming here, go sit down. He said, you ain't got no servant and go tell him to sit down and eat. No, you're going to say to him, make ready something for me to eat and gird thyself and serve me. And then when I'm done, then you go eat and drink. He's saying, look, we're talking about faith being a servant here. Do you thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? He said, I don't think so. 
So now watch this. So likewise, when you shall have done all those things which are commanded to you, we are what? Unprofitable servants. We have done that which is what? Our duty to do. Now, now go slow. Okay. But which are you having a what? A servant. Now he ain't talking about you having a servant in the earth. Plowing will say unto him, the servant, faith is the servant and it's doing the work. Faith is your servant. So you say unto the mountain, you say unto the tree, you say unto the obstacle, you say unto the stuff, you speak into situations and your servant faith will obey you and the obstacle will obey faith because it's Jesus faith. God gave you his faith in which you could work. The same faith that created the universe is out there changing your world. Faith obeys you and the obstacles obey faith. You better get that now. You're doing your come on. Don't be doing the work faith should be doing. Woo! You better get that right there. You better get faith to work. Put faith to work. They were what was the topic? Faith. Faith is your servant. When you speak believing God will do something for you, faith goes to work. Faith is the servant that is doing the work. You can rest because your faith is working. That's what he was saying. Does the guy go and say, hey, you servant, you go take a break while I work to eat? No, I'm not going to work to eat. You go as a servant and make sure you prepare for me. And then when I'm full, you're finished. Did, that, did you get that? Faith is the servant that is doing the work. Don't tell your servant to come off the job until he's finished. He's not talking about people. It's a parable. He's not talking about somebody in the field, like working them, like, you know, like being out there working people like a slave all day long. That is not what he's talking about, you know? He's not talking like that. What he's saying is this, is that you need to take rest because faith is doing the work. I don't got to toil. Faith's doing the work. I don't got to figure it out. Faith's doing the work. As soon as you see that, your believing has been completed. That's got to believe. Faith's going to do the work. I'm going to talk more about it tomorrow. But I want you to know, faith is your servant. And you put faith to work with words. I'm telling you, man, you got to put this servant faith to work. It works with words. If you had faith as a seed, you would say. You might say. Everything's got to do with saying. We ain't doing enough talking in the body of Christ. And if we're talking, it's negative. Connect your mouth to faith. Connect your mouth to life. Connect your mouth to love. Connect your mouth to Jesus and change your world through your confession. Amen. I'm going to talk more about it tomorrow. Let me pray for you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for this summit. I thank you for the opportunity for us being able to share these powerful principles of faith being a servant. I thank you tomorrow as we learn about confession, how we speak the word of God, when to speak the word of God, why we're speaking the word of God. And I thank you for quickening us to be speaking more about what you said in your word. If we have faith, we would say, 
Quicken us to be sayers. Quicken us to be speakers. Let us form the beliefs from the word of God and let us release those words out of our mouth to change our family, change our situation, change our church, change every situation and circumstance. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord, guys. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate you sharing. And I want you to remember this. Come, be ready for tomorrow. Share right now. If you didn't share this, share it. This is going to help a lot of people. Don't forget, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, we are going to be only online. Amen. Online service, night number two of our summit of confession. I am going to teach you powerful principles to change your tomorrow with the word of God. I love you, and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.